The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we discuss our reaction to watching The Silence of the Lambs, the movie from 1991, in 2023. The discussion is mostly about LGBTQ plus rights and the evolution of social norms. We remember what it was like in the 90s because we were there, and yes, things have indeed evolved. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian-American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hello, everyone. Now, we know it's officially the holiday season, and we know that, you know, we generally try to keep it upbeat around here and kind of on the light side. Do we? I guess we generally, do. you know, of, we yeah. don't try to, we don't get super, super heavy and like go crying in the closet about stuff. But today, we, we are, are going to be basing our conversation off of that good old classic film, The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> From 1991. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. But before we do that. Yes. You know, I just, here's a nice, beautiful thing that you and I have been enjoying. Mm-hmm. So we can spread some really nice, good feelings before we get into the silence, silence of, the of the lambs. So, Clarice, we have a neighbor in the front of her house. She has a, it's a wooden kind of like a cabinet, a wooden cabinet with a glass door on the front. And she puts a poem in that glass door for display for people who are walking by to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And she changes it maybe weekly, about weekly, would you say? I think it's every two weeks. Every two weeks? I think that's the rotation. Keeping tabs. All right. But it's been so amazing because on on times when we've gone for a walk, we always go in that direction and stop to read her poem. Like, do we read this one yet? And they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them just like hit you in the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're they like, punch you oh in the face. Oh my God. It's like, oh my yeah, gosh. Good stuff. Good stuff. So if you forget who you are, if you forget that you are truly you not alone, mm-hmm. if you forget that you matter, you got to just stop by and read her poem, whatever poem she has out there. And what I love about it is we recently took a picture and posted one of her poems that she had out there. Mm -hmm. 
And then I received a text from one of our friends saying, oh my gosh, this poem was amazing. Hmm. And it just, you know, you just never know. Like, I don't know if she knows, our neighbor knows that what she, you know, she's choosing a poem. She's spending time and energy choosing a poem to share with her neighbors. Hmm. And if she knows what that's doing, how it's affecting so many people, really. Yeah, each of us, you know, goes out there, lives our lives, come into, comes into contact with mm-hmm. however many people throughout the day. Yeah. And we all create that butterfly effect. Yeah. That ripple effect. You don't know what's going to happen. You just, you just do your best out there mm-hmm. without knowing yes. what comes yes. of it. You know, and I will say recently during some like work stress, I had to call, um, I had to call PayPal for something for work. And I was like, oh, and I was avoiding having to call Mm -hmm. because how many of us really love to call? No one, right? We're trying to help ourselves online. And listen carefully because the options have changed. Yes. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call. I called, oh, felt so triumphant when I made it through the prompts. Oh my God. Because you know how they turn you around, they turn you back around, they turn you back around and you're like, oh my God. Made it through the prompts. I got the best customer service help ever. Like, it was so memorable, first of all, because I really needed help. It was a big situation and everything was riding on it. And this guy was calm. He was so calm. He created a lot of space for me just stressing out. <laughs> oh, no. Was he like a therapist? <laughs> and telling him and telling him like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if you can help me, but this is going on. He was just listening and calm. And he goes, I am going to do my best. Let's see. Okay. Well, let's start with he, his nervous system was so calming <laughs> that it spoke to my nervous system and calmed me down. And that was such a gift. I'm like, he is such a gift. And I was, I started even thinking, because this is how important, like he really helped me out of a tough, tough situation. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking about him and going, wow, if this is how he brings himself to work, like what kind of person is he in his private, in his personal life? Mm-hmm. And people should feel so lucky to have him in their lives, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If, if this is just a moment that I'm getting a glimpse of, yeah. I just felt so grateful. I wonder if he was a, like a psychotherapist in a previous life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. Did I don't know, he? But I was grateful. I, I've had um, customer support calls very often where y- your first thing is you describe the situation and the problem that you're trying to resolve, right? Yes. And then a lot of times the response from the customer service person is, okay, so what I'm hearing is, and they, they try to, they mirror back mirror, what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if this guy did that. You know, he didn't. And Thank you. Yeah. I didn't feel like of, I needed it either. Okay. Like I felt like. A lot. I don't feel like that a lot of know? times either. And I understand the rationale behind it, mm-hmm. you know, because yes, it's true that on a very practical level. If you're trying to help somebody, you want to have an accurate understanding of the situation that mm-hmm. you're trying to be helpful in. But so many times, it just, when the customer support person does that, yeah. it comes off as like you're reading from a script. 
to me. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I do know what you mean, but I will say from a therapy point, mm-hmm. vantage point, mm-hmm. I know that it's pretty crazy. But the research shows that just choosing some of the same words the person used mm-hmm. and mirroring it back mm-hmm. does so much for the connection. Yes. So, you know, they could have been trying to just purely connect with you. Right. And there's a way so that to you do would be it. kind with them. <laughs> kind to them. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a way to do it. Yeah. Where it's where not so it robotic. It's going to come off as a script. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, just whatever you, whatever you're doing and for, and for those small more moments that you're out in the world, I know for Toast and I, you know, we're not so much of our lives are, are it's lived within these four walls of our house. It's like when you are out there in the world, don't underestimate, you know, a kind smile to someone. Eye contact for one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, eye contact. Or even just asking about someone's day, you know, because mm-hmm. people need that. That's right. All people of us need, need that. We need to that feel seen. Yeah. And even, and even and it's healthy. on Zoom. Yes, even on Zoom. Yes. Yeah, on Zoom, you're supposed to show your hands. Hi, like within, so, like within like, I think they said within 10 seconds, show your hands because that makes the person feel safe, their nervous system. Hmm. So you it's know, like look, the virtual equivalent I, of handshaking to show that you have no weapons in your hands, yes, right? It really is, yeah. yeah. Hi. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're ending the Zoom, bye. <laughs> and you're waving. I'm waving. You can't see me, but I'm waving. Man. I'm waving with two hands. Hi. You look crazy though, right? Like, hi. <laughs> you look crazy enthusiastic. Person. <laughs> You're engaged and present. Okay. Anyways, okay, so that was a little fun part. Now let's get to the gruesome. Now let's talk about Silence of the Lambs. All right, okay, so Silence of the Lambs. So if you've been listening to the podcast, we've been mentioning that I've just been so surprised all the time just when I would bring up a movie and Toast would say, huh, I don't think I saw that. And I'd be like, what? And it started to get ridiculous. So I said, let's start an iPhone note of what you've not seen. Let's start a list and let's just start going through the list. Let's get serious about my cultural illiteracy here. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the recent viewing was of Silence of the Lambs. Now, I'm sure most listening have seen this movie, but it was released in 1991 And not only that, it won a whole bunch of Academy Awards. That's Bear. Very famous movie. Very famous movie. Hi, Bear. Bear's our cat, for those who don't know yet. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And it was actually the first what they call horror film. I don't oh. think it was a horror film. Yeah, it I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. But it, they, they're saying it here. It's the first horror film to win Best Picture. Hmm. Yeah, so, it's, it would not be considered a horror film by today's standards, I no. don't think. It I would think it be would be a, a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Thriller. Okay. So. Starring Jodie Foster and. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Yes. Now, this was a movie that I had seen just small snippets of, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I'm familiar just like any other person who's at least living in the society. <laughs> like I was familiar with the imagery from it, okay. like the, like the butterfly or the moth in front on of the, the mouth, mouth mm-hmm. um, on the posters or something I'd seen it. And then, 
the um, the bad guy. Anthony Hopkins playing yes. the bad guy, you yeah. know, the scary man, right? Who's like talking about eating who has great posture, liver, <laughs> yeah, and a strange kind of weird accent that sounds really formal. Anyway, so it was again fun to watch the movie and be like, ah, oh, there's the that's yeah, there's the that scene part in the context, yes, yeah. Um, but oh, and total props for yeah, the story itself and the twists you know, the, mm-hmm. that happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good one. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's so cool. Um, I was also very, um, I don't know if it's thrown off is the word, but it, it was kind of like shocking to see how many of the scenes were shot so close up to the actor's face and the actors looks like they're looking directly into the camera talking to somebody else, you know, in, in that scene. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But (laughs) the reason we're talking about this show on this podcast is because of, it's an LGBTQ plus thing. It's a gender fluid, you know, non-binary, non-gender conforming thing is because it was so much like, wow. Okay. Back so, in 1991. So the one gender non-conforming character also happens to be a serial murderer who puts moth cocoons in his victims' mouths and carves shapes out of their skin to sew clothes with. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's why society is so afraid of LGBTQ people. It's with like, these depictions. Yeah, yes. these depictions of like, oh, Thanks. Yeah. You know, but being able to see it, however many years removed we are now from that time, right? 30 years removed. It's like, oh my God, no wonder. Like it just really shows how much it's a vicious circle, right? Because I think the fact that that character, that completely freaking scary, unstable, like what? Oh my gosh, this is a very scary human being who would do things like this to mm-hmm. other human beings and they happen to be the gender non-conforming one. Yeah. It's like the the story that includes that character <laughs> comes out of a, a society that regards gender non-conforming people in a very fearful kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then telling the telling of that story makes the society scared yes. of gender non-conforming people even yes. more. Yes. It's like, oh my God. But that was a really, it was frustrating, I guess, to watch the movie mm-hmm. and, and see this play out. Yeah. And not have any kind of remarks about this fact. Yeah. You and, know, and like, I, bet, yeah. I bet when you, like when I watched it Ugh. in 1991, mm-hmm. And of course, I'd already been gay for many, many years. Okay. And knowing that I'm gay, okay. Um, I never, it never struck me as wrong back in that day. Because you're embedded in that society yeah, still. Yeah, I'm so in it, right? Right. Now, watching it, then uh-huh. it's like, ooh, oh my gosh. And even how I think um, I just mentioned to you, you know, it, there was a film in the 60s, and I'm going to find out more and make sure that. Um, the movie that I'm thinking of is the movie okay. where they were depicting a lesbian relationship. And one of the women in it was extremely older and it was 
the power uncomfortable the, power dynamics. Yes, the power dynamic, the it just felt creepy and because of the psychological games. Yes. That, the psychological games, the manipulation, the you know, so when you think of that, then you think of other films where this dynamic of much older lesbian woman and younger lesbian mm-hmm. woman. I mean, we see that dynamic a lot actually. In movies. In movies, but also like in my life, my aunt is kind of scandalous. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. But my aunt, so my dad's sister, my aunt, she's a lesbian. Her aunt. Oh, geez. Okay, now I'm getting confused. Okay, so her okay, aunt. Okay, all right. So my aunt's mom's sister. Okay. Okay, so her aunt was also a lesbian. Okay. So many years, you know, many years older. Yeah. My aunt, the younger one, mm-hmm. the, the scandal was she stole her aunt's girlfriend away. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So she got together with a much older woman. Yes. Jeez. And there's like, there's that scandal. And I think mm-hmm. we know, like, I was dating someone older. I mean, but not like. That much older. Not in the, not in the, you know, like the movies type older, where it's like 20 years older. Yeah, where or, it's like, they, they could have been your, your mother. Yeah. This not one that. was, she, yeah, she was nine years older, but it's like, you know, where is that, you know, people, because even if you haven't seen the movie, like it's in the consciousness, like our cultural consciousness. Right, it's exactly. living in And that's there. where the movie comes from. Yes. It's so, but anyways, we can talk about that movie. We, we have to watch it. I have to show it to you. It has to toast. go on the list. But it it's not like a classic Well, but movie, I think right? it's important to see it, to see if we're talking about how things are depicted and why society has these views of LGBTQIA plus people, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, let's get back to Silence of the Lambs. So what did you, but what did you think I mean, of the movie on the whole? It was Did a great like ride. Okay. It was a fantastic great All ride. Right. I loved, again, like I love the plot twists. Yeah. Um, yeah, we won't spoil end. it in case yeah. anyone hasn't seen it. The, the story towards the beginning when they were setting up the relationship between the main characters, mm-hmm. that felt a little contrived. It's, yeah. It, you know, um, like, why would you do that? You know, <laughs> like that was my reaction to, to some of the actions towards the beginning. But... Once we got past that and was like, okay, well, I don't know why they did that, but this, Move is, on. The, this is the story we're in, okay? So let's do the yeah. story. It was, it was fantastic. It was great. I was like, after the movie ended, I was like, oh, I can see why that was made such a big splash. Yeah. It was a fantastic ride. I but was, the thing that stayed with me the most, obviously, was that was whole, a, was a whole, yeah, the, the gender ambiguity thing. It's like, oh, geez. Yeah. No one. It's like, great, thanks. <laughs> you know what was interesting, too, is... If you remember Anthony Hopkins' character saying, so Anthony Hopkins in this movie was a psychiatrist. Yes. And among other things. Among other (laughs) things. He was also a killer. He ate people. But anyways, um, so he spoke about psychiatrist in that. He spoke about that person. Yes. Okay. uh, And said he thinks he's a trans. Mm hmm. But he's not really. Did you hear his diagnosis? Yes. Yeah. But he's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not. So I thought that was interesting, like that he was saying that. 
Right. So um, it's just that he had been so damaged and abused mm -hmm. that it kind of broke him psychotically, right? Yes. And so that's yes. why he was so messed up and, yeah. and oh my gosh. thought he was. And so that there's that painful part of that, but yeah. just the fact that the, the conflation, right, mm -hmm. between um, being non-binary and being a murderer. Also being a serial murderer. Yes. You know, yes. In a, in a really weird kind of way on top of it all is like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, I thought, I thought, you know, watching it again, mm -hmm. it's so funny because in so many of these movies that we're rewatching, I'm like, wait, what's happening here? <laughs> like, I don't even remember because it's been so long. Right. So it's kind of funny because I feel like, oh, I'm watching it kind of fresh too. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember feeling like, okay, this is, yeah, this, in general, I think like these older movies mm -hmm. feel slow. Yes. But it's because we've changed. Everything is so fast for us now, right? right? Our attention spans, all of that stuff. So, okay. So that's that. Um, when I was watching Jodie Foster's character, mm -hmm. then I'm going, you know, because I know she, we, we know she's a lesbian now. I guess. I, mean, I guess even back then. I mean, I guess. Yeah. She's out. What are oh, you talking is she? about? Okay. Yes. I don't know. She's so out. Where oh, have you been? Okay. Toast. I guess she's not out like some other people are out. Some people are flag waving, oh, like yeah. marching not, with, right, you know, right, she's yeah. like, she's just living her life. Yes. So good for her. But in the, in the movie, I'm like, okay, yeah, she should get, so that's in my head now, right? Watching it. Back okay. then, I wasn't even thinking of that. Right. Now watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, she should get together with that other cop. That other oh woman cop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other FBI yes, um, yes, person in the I academy, know. and then they were trying to solve some of the, the right. things. And I They're, don't know if they were roommates, you yeah, know, how they yeah. were like, in you know they look like they were in the same room oh, okay. so i'm like do no, they are I, they roommates huh. okay i don't even know what scene you're talking about there but that's funny but anyways yeah, yeah i'm just making that stuff up speaking of jodie foster so toast and i started watching this other um movie about a swimmer diana nyad mm. do you remember mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes and jodie we have Foster's not finished that movie yet and it's about this woman who wants to swim um, in her 60s to attempt this incredible swim. Was it from... That's supposed to be impossible. I yeah. I think Cuba to the U.S. To the U.S. And yeah, like, Diana Nyad. And uh, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster is in it. And Jodie Foster plays a... She's a lesbian in this movie. They both are, actually. Um, and she's such a good lesbian, like a stereotypical lesbian, I think, <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> don't you think? Like this, it must have felt like the most so. natural role yeah. for her, maybe. Yeah. She's all like tan and ripped and how she's mm -hmm. walking because she's a coach in it. Anyways, you guys will love it we if you're a fan. We have to finish watching that because that was, a, yeah. yeah, that was a fun movie that we started <laughs> and we took a break from. Anyways, yeah. so any last thoughts on... Closing thoughts on the Silence of the Lambs and the gender non-conforming thing yes. is that I love how being able to see movies from such a remove, decades of remove, you mm -hmm. know, really, again, helps to see the cult see our culture in uh, just a refreshing way. It's like, okay, yes, I can see now more. It's kind of like looking back on your own life in a way, mm. right? And seeing how, oh, I... Oh, oh, that's why. I didn't oh, know what the hell I was doing yeah. back then. And yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And kind of seeing movies reflect our culture in that way. And and it just 
again, shines a light on that whole dynamic of if you treat people in a certain way, you're kind of, you're kind of setting them up and priming those people to be a certain way. Mm. Like now it sees now, um, you know, there's that whole dynamic, especially when you're in that adolescent phase, when you're starting to become conscious of the concept of status Mm -hmm. in society. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's all the mean girls thing and the clicks and stuff like that. And then you become so self-conscious. Yes. Because you think people are looking at you and that's exacerbated, right, by social media and stuff. So if you think that people think you're awkward, Mm -hmm. it's going to make you feel awkward and act awkward and therefore you will be awkward. Yes. You know, it's like that whole dynamic. And it feeds into it. yeah, Yeah. Like, so if... If a society regards a certain type of person or a certain class of people as being a certain way and treats them that way, mm-hmm. then that really sets into motion a, a kind of vicious cycle, you know? And I guess going back to how we opened this whole episode of, hey, our neighbor puts these life-affirming poems out and mm. how you can treat someone yeah. in a way that regards them with respect. Mm. Yes, you can start a virtuous cycle. Yes. Know? And I would like to think that each of us will do that in an intentional way of, yeah. of putting out that kind of regard and respect mm. for other people and not assume the worst, but instead perhaps assume or seed, you know, the best. Yes. And if we can bring out the best in each other, that would be a wonderful thing. Okay, now after following Toast's very deep, beautiful thoughts, I'm going to rise to the surface. So here's Jodie Foster. She, if you would like to know more. Did you do some quick Google She is married to Alexandra Hedison. Now, her partner, uh, Alexandra, looks more like the masculine energy type, and Jodie looks more like the feminine energy type. So the fact that Jodie's, how I said, oh, it must have been so natural for her to play the dikey role in nope she's just a freaking awesome actress <laughs> yes <laughs> maybe that's what it is yes so i just want to here's a photo oh wow in Look case you'd that. like to see it Sienna yes showing me a picture on so her anyways phone. yes well we have to have we have to fact check make sure and she did come out in 2013 at the golden globes jody oh, foster okay wow well, you're saying so, straight yeah 10 10 so years ago so <laughs> All right. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know which movie we're going to tackle next. Oh, maybe Fatal Attraction in a future episode? Fatal Attraction is on the list. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. All right. Appropriate for the holidays? Do we care? we'll save it for January. I don't know. Okay. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) See us on Instagram. Our handle is Sienna and Toast. Um, Let's see. If you have questions or maybe movie suggestions, you know. Um, you would like to send us please do you can dm us sienna and toast but then you know what that reminds me we then we actually have to check our instagram because we try not to be on there too much on to be honest because it, it has sucked us but in we have to like, we post anyway yeah so i think it's fine we post and then we get off of there <laughs> okay so you can dm us or you can email us info at sienna and toast.com and 
And uh, I guess other than that, just, you know, live your love story and all that. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.